Hello and welcome to the Revolve Media Revolution podcast, where we interview underground hip-hop artists, get to know them on a personal level, and experience the world through their stories. My name is Jordan Lewis, and this episode features Raptor. I find approaching sobriety to be one of the most honorable uphill battles we can face as society does not cater towards this lifestyle, and it is typically against the grain of how most social circles operate. There is a plethora of reasons why someone might decide to get sober or otherwise limit their consumption of state-altering substances, but for a quick sec, let's focus on the most accepted and thus arguably the most damaging vice, alcohol, and what refraining from it can do for you. Better general health, short and long term, higher quality of sleep, increased energy, healthier skin, better weight management, less spending, deeper and more genuine connections. I mean, those alone could be reason enough to avoid drinking. Recent studies by the Drug and Alcohol Testing Association of Canada have also proposed new guidelines for safe consumption or otherwise to reduce the risk of negative effects. They recommend a maximum of two drinks per week, down from the recommended maximum of two or three per day. That is a dramatic decrease and almost a holy shit moment for myself based on historical consumption. Let me do some quick maths. This means that four standard bottles of liquor, which usually contains 26 ounces, should be your maximum consumption for a year or 21 bottles of wine, or 104 standard beers. As a lump sum, that sounds like a lot, but working in the service industry as I have for over a decade, I've seen many people consume well over that in less than a month, some within a week. Information like this reminds me of an old proverb that you might recognize from a Mr. Orville Richard Burrell. Life is one big party when you're still young, but who's going to have your back when it's all done? It's all good when you're little, you have pure fun. Can't be a fool, son. What about the long run? We at Reevolve Media hope you'll make choices that are in your best interest. Following in Raptor's lead. Here's the interview. What is up, everybody? I'm here with Steven, a.k.a. Raptor, out of Vancouver, B.C. How you doing, Raptor? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. It's great to talk to you, man. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's good to finally talk to you too. Like we've right. been in contact for a minute, but yeah. Yeah, you're 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 one of the few people who's like like it's like a genuine back and forth, you know? Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely, man. I'm just I'm just saying it how it is because a lot of the conversations that I have back and forth, they they die out pretty quick. Like I've been doing this for about three years now, and the conversations they die out, you never hear from somebody again, or they're just not it's just not genuine, you know. But with with you, I, it's like it's kind of like we're bros, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. I feel that too. Thanks. <laughs> My man. <laughs> so uh Raptor, man. I'm seeing I'm seeing the word playing the name, but I feel like there might be a story behind the name, including Mac Manic. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, let's hear it, bro. So the name Raptor, actually my old friend uh, thought of it. Shout out to my man, Nathan. <laughs> um, this was back when I was a kid. Um, I was trying to get, I was writing music at the time. And when I was, you say a kid, how old were you? How old do you oh, think? I was like, like when you first got inspired to. Yeah. Like bars. 14-ish, you know? Nice. Okay. So um, at the time I was going through a lot of shit and I, I started at 14. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. My life's been crazy, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> give me an example or whatever you're willing to say. Cause at 14, like I've been through a lot of shit, but I, at 14, I was pretty cozy. I well, think. Okay. I mean, if you want to go off the deep end, like I, when I was super young, I went to a private school um, and it's just like a really toxic environment. Like people are just assholes everywhere. Like so, to, to what degree and for what purpose? 
Well, okay. So a good example is a private school is like very rich, right? Like you got to pay to go in. Okay. So everybody's really rich and I wasn't rich growing up. So when I got in, everyone would have like, you know, their, their expensive ass shit. But when you didn't have that, they would pick on you for it. Or like if you were different or like the fact that, um, you know, just like anything that we're just kind of assholes, you know, like rich assholes. Okay. <laughs> Who wanted but, to send you to private school? My parents, because they're like super religious. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. Yeah. So like they thought it would, <laughs> they thought it would make me like super straight and shit. But like you know, I'm here. I am being a rapper. So guess it's <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, man. Like as much as, and this is something I learned kind of through the process as well. As much as they can try and raise us in the direction that they sort of choose, like we as individuals have to find our own path. Yeah, and, and I. Yeah, no, sorry. go for you. No, all you, bro. I was just saying, sometimes you're right. And I think sometimes the more you push something on somebody, and even if they don't, like, not necessarily good or bad, whatever, but the more you push something on somebody, the more they might not want to do it. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? That's what I was going to say, bro. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> it, just builds, how it, is. it builds like a resistance to it almost. It does. It really does. And not, not even resentment, but like, for me, it was like the need to be different, the need to prove everybody wrong. And that's kind of what, I mean, that's kind of the essence of my artistry. Like, as a rapper, I'm very aggressive. I'm very, um, it's my outlet. I'm very, like, proving people wrong. Because, like, growing up, people everywhere would be telling me, like, you can't, you can't rap. You can't do this. You can't do that. And, like, kind of just saying, like, I remember statements being thrown around, like, you don't look a certain way, so you can't rap. Oh, or yeah. you're not, like, this kind of person, so you can't rap. And it's kind of like... As long as I can make the music, I'm straight. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And I was yeah. going to say, bro, even uh, two years ago, you released a video for the track, Who Am I? And, like, you look yeah. comfortable in front of the camera, man. Like, it's... Thanks, man. Right? Because, like, I've heard that before, too, where it's like, you don't look like a rapper. And that's kind of like a, a older statement now because, like, we've got yeah. rappers and, like, artists of all different sizes, shapes, colors, genders, all that stuff. Yeah. But... uh yeah, man. No, you looked really comfortable in front of the camera and the video was done really well. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, why hasn't there been more either? Okay, so that's like a whole... Yeah, so what happened... <laughs> so with Who Am I, that's funny that you bring it up. So that was like... So what happened was after I graduated high school, I went to Kelowna, uh, which is a city kind of farther out uh, for a little bit. And when I came back to the coast... I started getting back into music and started putting shit out. So that's when I did Who Am I? And I had a whole album called the Mac Manic LP. Yeah. And 24 tracks, man, including skits. Yeah. Damn. You're, no, you're a beast, man. But that, that was your that was your first release. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. It had to so, be fully loaded. Exactly. So at that point, um, I was just kind of getting my feet wet. My style was kind of there. My style's always changing, but like um, I did that. I, for the time, I thought it was great. And I, I I feel like I had decent wordplay and stuff on it. Um, but now as the artist, I've evolved so much. So I decided to do a rebrand. So I'm actually going to get rid of it. And I'm getting rid of all my old shit. Like, you can't find the LP anywhere. No, yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. So um, there's like I'm evidence gonna... of it, but nothing that's reachable. Yeah, yeah, because I'm just getting rid of all the old shit. Because now I feel like I'm much, I'm much more polished. Like my my flows, my schemes, like just me as an artist is so much better than I once was. So you know, I just want to put the right foot forward, and um, so that's kind of why I got rid of it. I'm gonna get rid of the video, but I actually I'm gonna get rid of the video. No, dude, what? <laughs> Wait, I so th there was other videos otherwise then? 
No, it was just okay. two and five. But yeah. I was just gonna say, last month I recorded a new video, so I have something coming out. Uh, the song is called Joke. The song's not out yet. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, my notification. Yeah, it's all good. But the song's called Joke. It's called Joke. Um, and yeah, it's 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 not out yet. But I'm I'm figuring out how to market it and shit. But I have a video for it. So once the time's ready, everything's locked and loaded, and it's gonna be a much better video with my newer style. So it's gonna be perfect. Um, Same homies yeah. included from who am yeah. I? Uh, I figured as much. I got Laz on it. Um, Laz is my label mate. Uh, we have a, uh, a label that we're trying to push called Seven Studios. Um, so based that, out of Vancouver? Yeah, based out of Vancouver. We have a studio oh, at Two Track, <laughs> if anybody wants to pull through. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, yeah, so we, we have a studio uh, where a label... So he's in the video. Like He's a close friend of mine. And I got another guy named Pat's on it. Uh, Pat's music. He's another friend of mine that we've worked. I've worked with musically. So you know, it was just right to bring him on the team. Absolutely. And yeah. But yeah. So I have videos coming out. Um, and even right now, though, I'm going through like a little bit of a rebrand too. Um, again. <laughs> How so? <laughs> so like my style now is really fast. Like I'm very into like the fast kind of rap. That's just kind of the shit I like. Yeah. Yeah. I see you switching up flows and just. Yeah, spin a real quick bar every now and then in your in your flows. Yeah, so I've been doing that, but like, and it's good. Like, I've been getting positive reception. I know, like, every time I'm I'm at a show, the the moment I bust out the fast flows, everybody's like, "Oh shit!" You know what I mean? Right? Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, however, like, I'm trying to get people to like listen to my lyrics, and I feel like when I'm going too fast, they don't hear it. They just hear the flow, and they're like, "That's cool." You know what I mean? I think so, yeah. But yeah. also, part of me wants to believe that because it's hard to hear and it like catches your ear, that they try to listen more. That's what I. That's what I would like to think too, right? Because because <laughs> I grew up on the rap shit where like if you rapped fast, it was the dopest thing ever. Right? So I spent all my time trying to figure out my double time flow, and when I finally got it on, some people are saying like that shit ain't cool no more. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> right? I was it's thinking like, that that's that's the shit that people like key into and then they try to learn the lyrics so they can spit it on top just right? as fast, that, right? Yeah, see, that's what I thought too, but apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's like a common thing or if that's like a Vancouver thing or if that's actually just like, you know what I mean? Like if that's the truth or not. I think to an extent, I think, I think it's a little complicated, right? I think... Um, like right now in hip hop, there's kind of like a generational gap or a style gap. Absolutely. Um, so you have the people who are high, uh, really focused into the melodies of it. And then you have people that are more focused into the bars of it, right? Yeah. And more often than not, unfortunately, people are against each other. Like, right? Are, yeah, which, which is shitty because I think if you're together, you can make great shit, right? Well, some of the best collabs in hip hop are like, with R&B features or like, you know what I mean? Like singer-songwriters yeah. also on the track or like opposite. It's just like w one rapper on the track with a bar in between a verse. 100%, 100%. Right? And I feel you on that because it's like, yeah, right now it's like, you know, the lyrical people don't like the melody people. The melody people don't like the lyrical people and they're just kind of against each other. So I think with that divide kind of growing or being there, a common thing that people would say if you're a fast rapper is, oh, I don't even understand what you're saying. Like, you're just saying fast shit. So um, that is a valid criticism. I do think, I personally love fast rap. That's my shit. Yeah. And I grew up on it. But I also kind of want to be able to, like, 
get a broader audience, if that means you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. Because because so like, if we're saying that the artists are divided, then the fans or the listeners yeah. are probably divided too, right? Exactly. To some extent. Yeah. So I think a smart thing for me is you know having my fast shit not taking that down but leaving that up because that is something i'm proud of but also kind of working on slowing my shit down for like everyday listeners to kind of you know people who aren't as trained in the ear to listen to that shit just to kind of vibe out you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely a little like something for everybody right exactly yeah if even if it's in a track or if it's in a project or somewhere in between you know yeah, exactly. And, you know, the skill's still there. I can still do it either way. So <laughs> I'm not Absolutely. losing it. Absolutely. Yeah. And plus, like, one thing that I've learned is, like, even the skills you've gained, even if you don't use them, like that stuff we were talking about that was for, well, that our parents kind of pushed us through, like, yeah. there, there's still some value to knowing that, understanding that, understanding, like, our boundary between that version of us and who we are and who we want to be. Like, there's yeah. some value to that still. Yeah, 100%. Right? So there's always going to be value to you having that double time or triple time or you being able to like just spit bars really quick without needing to take a breath, you know? Yeah. And I and I, and and to that note, I think I think if anything, it's better that I can do that and this, like when I'm working on my solar flows now cuz it's kind of like when I want to tap into that side, like I'm ready to go. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. I have that there, I can go. But when I want to do this now, I I can do this too. So if anything, it's just better. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, it's all practice and it's all skills. So, yeah. And they complement each other as well. I, I kind of yeah. want to take a, take a step back because we kind of sidetracked uh, a little yeah. bit. But we were talking about, uh, we started talking about when you were 14, when you started uh, first <laughs> getting into hip hop and how it was uh, an outlet for you in, in those yeah. shittier times. But uh, was it just being in the private school that was the shitty part of it? Just people being assholes to you and just like that? just not kind of being in a comfort zone, I guess? There was a lot going on. There was the private school at the time. Uh, so the social aspect, there was also like family stuff, at home stuff, like, you know, just shit going on at home. Yeah. Um, is it related to what we were talking about? We yeah, just... but some other shit too. Um, yeah, there you always know, is. Yeah, there always is. And just like a rough place in general, I think at the time I was doing drugs and stuff too. So like... I was oh, damn, doing... at 14? Yeah, I did my shit early, man. Like, I did my shit early. <laughs> I'm oh, sober that. now. but oh, I'm nice, been, dude. Thank you, yeah. But I've been through my shit. I've been through the whole fucking cycle of that. You know what I mean? Well, if you listen to the lyrics, you hear it in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, though. Okay, but how sober? To what extent are you sober? I'm sober for two years now. Two years? No, like, no drinking either? Yeah, nothing. nothing. What? Dude. Yeah, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. Bro, that's almost unbelievable. I know people do it, but yeah. Especially being in the music scene and being youngish, like going to parties and shows and everyone's just turning up and I'm there like, damn. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I guess so. So how did that affect your party life? Did you just start not going? Did you just start leaving earlier? I I went for a little bit and then I I started not going because I was bored. And to be honest, it's boring for me. And that sounds terrible to say, but like when everybody's turning up, everyone's drinking, dancing, having a good time. And I'm there sober, doing nothing. I feel like I'm wasting my time. I'm bored. It's like, what am I doing? Man, I I started feeling that way even when I was still in that party phase. I'd stop myself in the middle of like a club or an event and I'd look around and be like, why am I here? Right? For real though, man. Like, I feel you on that. It's just like, sometimes you just got to take a step back and be like, huh? And 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 for me, just on the sobriety, like a big factor for me becoming sober 
was wanting to rap because at the time, uh, long story short, I fucked up my liver. The doctor. Oh, no. Yeah. The doctor told me like, yo, you got to smarten up. Like you got two roads ahead of you. Um, so I kind of decided like, okay, fuck that. I'm going to do this rap shit a hundred percent. And you know, so far I haven't been using nothing, but like, obviously I've struggled for a bit and then I got sober, but you know, I feel like I'm, I'm learning a lot and I'm doing my music thing. So, and my liver will probably be, be okay. Cause things like heal themselves, but. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. I, be- I believe that on like a spiritual level. Yeah. For real, man. Yeah. Damn, man. That's crazy though. Two years sober. It's been, it's been something that I've been trying to approach personally as well. Yeah. But like you said, man, the lifestyle, the, the environment, just society as a whole right now, doesn't, it's not really, it doesn't really support that lifestyle. You know what I mean? Real man. I mean, I, I, my, my, my advice is like, I think you got this. If you're really, if you're really feeling that, like I believe in you, but it's like, I think the biggest thing is having I mean, I I don't have it, but <laughs> I'm just saying, having that support in your corner, I, having those people. Absolutely. That... <laughs> <laughs> That's that was gonna be my next question, bro. Like, do you, is there anybody who's like on that journey with you? I'm like, nah, not anymore. Oh man. Oh, you know the shitty thing is, it's actually the word. Uh, it's actually the opposite. Like, it's 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 shitty to say, but it's the truth. It's like sometimes you lose friends because you're sober. Taking a quick break, we are going to listen to a track by Raptor. This one is titled Real. Enjoy. My memory's hazy, but I remember the kicks, the ones that was navy, blue, my new shoes were super cool, the kind that you would never fucking find, loose at the Macy's, what if I would beg, would they just cop them, oh my god, they just actually bought them, I can't even wait to show off and to floss them, will people stop to think I'm awesome? Fuck the Reeboks and Adidas, the cop of the real check, cop of the field check, mark at the bottom so we can rob them, these are hype, these are my nights, try to take them then I'll fight, these kicks are gonna help define life, rub at the bottom, tuggers are popping like so bright, love of the models, dump with the faulty oldest shit is so yikes, the credibility isn't just a pill, what I'm trying to say is the shit is real, my shit's real and yours is fake, Jordan's laced with a little bit of orange tape, it didn't matter, my shit was real, I thought people would be shocked and would stop to adore my heels, but of course they didn't, that was missing and yours was hitting, like snorting a quarter thing, does it make sense to me? I don't get it I was supposed to get support What I wore was legit What's real? What's fake? I don't know, okay? What once was real is now a fake And that's okay What isn't fake? I don't know, okay? What once was fake is now so real And that's okay Hey, 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 hey I'm trying to fit into the crowd You wasn't real If you didn't ever steal I got loud Instead, I will I got a bunch of rebel Till my backpacks failed Feeling super ill Until I got caught by the tail Worker, ah shit None of my real friends are fake Cause they left me to deal with All of this shit by my heels Real chicks are fake If the tits are fake They probably inflate But if the chick is real She's under innate Probably looks like Shrek Had a baby with mace Anyways, if she's hot, she's probably in a bitch face Permanently working on words on which to say that there's a border like a psycho trying to get your pay They say the real one is way out there and you may find it one day I think that's a lie they give you so you're not quitting though you're not winning You're committed to date, believing in fibs even through the debate I hope I'm wrong and what I just said is fake What's real, what's fake? 
I don't know, okay? What once was real is now a fake and that's okay What isn't fake? I don't know, okay? What once was fake is now so real and that's okay Hey, 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 hey I'm locked in a trance, take a long time when I'm making a song Breaking over the fog when I'm scraping the mains of my noggin Gonna feel like I'm lost in a place made up in a space way up in my brain Concentrating and making a strong frame with a base to be aided my strange wrongness Real skills on my harness And apparently people like that fake shit more But that's whack to me if I'm honest I'm gonna be talking about my friends who were the real ones in the end I don't even know The homies you swore that would open the door Are the same ones that would leave you cold on the floor From make a plus together to record in the morn To go on a tour and the globe to explore Now you can't find them, they close or they ignore Even if you need the support and the force What I'm trying to say is the real ones are fake And the fake ones are real if real means fake That makes no sense At the end of the day nobody got sense The real and the fake and the same pretense It's your perception, the deception only you can sense is your perception the deception only you can sense? What's real, what's fake? I don't know, okay? What once was real is now a fake and that's okay What isn't fake? I don't know, okay? What once was fake is now so real and that's okay Hey, 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 hey Sometimes you lose friends because you're sober, and that's just the sad reality of it. Um, Absolutely. Because, like, you know, everyone wants to turn up, go to parties, go to this, do that, and you're there, the sober one, you're awkward, you're boring, or, like, they just don't want to be with you because you're not high. Oh, word. Those people kind of, like, filter out of your life. And, I mean, for the better or for worse, whatever, you know, sober relationships are value, but, like, that's still something that happens. And then it, it took two years of you going through that for you to release the track Spinning Door, which is more or less about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good segue. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Spinning Door is about, like, the industry and kind of, like, working with people in the industry. You know, like, for me, the biggest, my biggest passion, my biggest love is is the art, the rap, the music, right? Um, but working in the industry, you got to work with different people, different roles, different politics. There's a lot of politics. Absolutely. Um, so that song is just about, like, having to, like, you know, like when you're when people are taking advantage of you or when so there's different verses I could break it down. Uh the first verse is about politics, about people like taking advantage of you or talking shit about you and you not being able to say nothing because it's gonna burn a bridge for someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Or even know. even just like confrontation makes a lot of people uncomfortable. I'm not I'm not really worried about it. It's just more about worrying about other people and making them feel yeah the type of way when I can easily just walk walk away, you know. Yeah, exactly. And and the hard thing for me was people were like putting dirt on my name and it's like, bro. Oh man. I didn't even do shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I, I had to let it out, you know, just get some steam off. Uh the second verse is actually about one of my old friends. We've been beefing. Um, I haven't like some more drama shit, but we've been beefing with uh he's beefing with my label. So just kind of talking about what? <laughs> Yeah. That sounds like extreme drama, like almost like I, obviously I don't know the nitty gritty or the details, but it sounds like yeah. some TV show type shit. <laughs> For real, man. It's, it, my life's interesting. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> you have to make a TV show on this stuff. Yo, straight. It's the, the docuseries. Docuseries on Raptor. <laughs> but yeah, um, sorry. Yeah. 
Well, I was going to say, we'll pitch it to Netflix. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what, what were you going to so, say? Um, yeah, so he's beefing with uh, me and Laz for a label. So it was, again, just me kind of letting off steam because rap for me is an outlet. And I think it's a good way to let off steam because people can relate to that. Um, and regardless, it's just like a way of just letting it out through art and not resorting to nothing. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, yeah, not letting it fester, man. Yeah, exactly. And then... Um, what else? The last verse is another another politics situation with just having to like seeing people taking advantage of you and not knowing how to like because like at the time I was working with someone they were taking clear advantage of me and it was hard because like I know they were taking advantage of me but I was like in this partnership with them and I couldn't let it out so it was like all over the place you know but yeah man that's crazy. And it's see, it shows how that can happen in like personal relationships and in professional relationships. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm just saying this this industry is kind of tough, but you know, we got this. <laughs> kind of tough, man. Yeah. I've, I've never seen it. Well, I've never seen it be easy. I've just seen it be really fun. Yeah. But on average, it's uh it's a grind. Yeah, for sure. Right. But there's a reason we do it. And like you said, because even it just being an outlet is almost enough for it to be uh, something that's done, right? Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's like, I'll, I'll go through the bullshit. I don't care. As long as I get to do what I want to do, as long as I get to make my music and get it out there the most effective way possible, there you go. You know, like, it's like the small price I'm willing to pay for it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Well, man, that's just, to me, says you're, you're a true artist, right? You have, yeah, a, you have a passion for it. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So with your 29 release of Mac Manic that you've more than effectively gotten rid of, what's going to what's gonna happen to it? Is it just going to be locked away in the vault? Are you going to bring it up eventually? Or what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? To it? It's gone forever. <laughs> it's deaded. Oh, no. <laughs> are you, are you going to ever listen to it again? I, sometimes I listen to it. I had bars on it. Don't, don't get me twisted. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> my flow wasn't tight, but my bars, I had bars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, sometimes I listen to it, but more so like it's gone. It's part of the past. Um, you know moving, moving forward, though, um, you know, I feel like since I'm kind of going back to that slower flow in some senses, I might try to fuck around with the title of Mac Manic again, but I don't know. Right now, I'm just kind of building my brand as Raptor, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Absolutely, man. And I, I feel like branching the difference or, or, sorry, creating a boundary between who Mac Manic was and, or who you were around that time and who you want to be will help you, I guess, with that current rebranding that you're going through right now even, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because you can articulate better the differences of what you want to see and what you don't want to see. Yeah. And as an artist, like I've become so much better too. So it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a different stage in my career, right? Like that was the beginning. And now it's kind of like not the beginning. <laughs> you know no, I, I know what you mean. It's like a, a early chapter. Well, exactly. I, I guess the beginning for your like hip hop career, like, I don't know. Yeah. Close to the beginning. Chapter one, right after the prologue. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> now chapter two. Probably chapter three at this point, but yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'd say you're probably in chapter three. Yeah. Um, and I guess my understanding of chapter three now comes with, I don't know if you've performed live before, but I know you've got a show coming up uh, September 29th. I do, yes. So it's me and Laz, we're actually hosting the show. So. Oh, no way. Yeah, so it's a big deal. We got like sponsorships, we're doing all this shit. 
tell me about the red room, how you secured the location and, and, uh, what exactly uncovered Vancouver is as well. Yeah. So with the red room, so kind of like a history, I've done multiple tons of shows at the red room, tons of shows. Okay. Yeah. I've been doing shows for like two since Mac Manic, (laughs) you know? Oh, dope, Um, man. Yeah. You got, you got out there right away. Yeah. So I have a decent stage presence, but like, um, with that, we kind of built a rapport, right? So uncovered is last year we had a uncovered show. Me and last it's, it's a seven studio show. Um, we're pretty much putting local artists on a platform, giving them an opportunity to do their thing. And we also have the fashion aspect. So last year we worked with a designer in Vancouver. Uh, his name's Tyrone. Um, Anyways, he styled all the artists. So there was kind of like that fashion aspect. And then we had a show. It's on YouTube, like live stream of it. Um, so this year we're kind of doing a little, uh, since COVID is kind of dying down, we're doing the whole like live show again. Because um, before it was like a video show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're just kind of, we reached out to a bunch of local artists that we thought were dope. And, you know, we're just going to throw a show on for them. Pretty much uh you know, and obviously we're going to perform, but kind of just giving them that platform. Yeah, absolutely, man. I love that. Yeah. That's great. You know, you know, as competitive as shit is, which is good to a sense, I also think having that kind of unity in a sense is also kind of good, you know? Absolutely, bro. Well, that's even right from your rapport that you've built with the Red Room, right? All you're doing is building more connections, more or more stronger network, and just more rapport with people who... Obviously, you don't expect anyone to what am I, what's the word I'm looking for here? You don't expect anyone to pay you back for anything or to like bring you with them if they do blow up, but just even having that connection or that network or, or being around people who are craving success as well helps you uh, push yourself in that direction. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's, it's also just like, you know, learning, being with different people, you can learn different things. Absolutely. Um, I'm a very, I'm like a sponge. I like learning shit. So like, <laughs> Um, watching different people perform, right? Like recently I've been working really hard on crowd engagement and getting people in the crowd to like interact with me. But like watching, uh, for example, Laz, my friend, uh, he when he performs, he's really good at like talking to the crowd. I'm more of like actions. I'm more like, get your hands waving, do this, do that. He's more so like, can you say this? Can I say that? So kind of like learning those kind of tricks and incorporating that into my own shows. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Get, giving people an experience. Yeah. That's unreal, bro. So what else have you got coming down uh, the pipes here in the near future? Because I know that show is September 29th, so you've got about a month and a half away from that. I'm sure you're going to be prepping like crazy since you're helping host. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to be prepping. I'm going to be going to be performing Spinning Door for the first time, so that's going to be sick. Yeah. Um, as far as music goes, right now I'm working on remixes and stuff. So I'm trying to do the whole like mixtape thing where I'm taking popular songs and rapping over their beats. Um, okay. So I have like five or six songs that I'm working on right now. So I'm going to start dropping those pretty soon just to kind of build some traction before my next release. So, kind yeah. of, you know, are you going to drop them as they finish or are you going to kind of put them on a schedule? Right now, I'm thinking of a schedule because I have like one mixed and mastered, but I still have like four or something like ready to go. You yeah. Know what I mean? Oh, gotcha. Well, even the video, right? For joke. Yeah. <laughs> nice, man. That's that's all good to hear. Um, we're, we've still got a little bit of time here. Um, yeah. 
Did you want to go back to like when I was 14? <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you, bro. Because like, like I said, man, there a lot of, I, I had no idea you, so, you were sober, but I'm sure it is somewhere in, in your lyrics there. But a lot of what you've been through is like directly in your lyrics. Actually, I got to ask for specifically for your track. It was, this was released April 30th of this year, Friends. Are, are those all real stories? Are they based on real life? Or are they kind of fictional stories that you created? Okay, that's a good question. Yeah, so... With friends, um, they're all based on people I know, but I, I, I did real names. No, I changed <laughs> their names. Well, yeah. no, I changed their names. <laughs> yeah, um, just because I don't want to disrespect nobody. But um, plus, it helps with the bars. Yeah, exactly. So they're people <laughs> I know, but I did exaggerate certain parts, right? So the first verse is about someone who's rich, who has it all, who's fucking like a player dude. Fucking then, Eric. Fucking Eric, right? <laughs> and, um, he gets hit with an allegation and everything kind of just drops for him. Yeah. So it's like he had it all, but he fucked up and lost it all. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. Which can happen. And um the second verse is similar. It's about a it's about a girl this time who's like really hot, who's got like all the guys on her, like she's getting everything. Um and again, she just kind of doesn't play her cards right and she ends up having a kid. Her dude leaves him or some shit. Um, and the people that she like rejected in the past and shit, they kind of like are in another level. So she kind of like sees kind of kind of the same vibe of like having everything and losing it. Yeah. Um, and the but last pretty much stunted her growth by taking it for granted. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, taking it for granted, both of them. And then the last verse is actually about me. <laughs> yeah, you're, uh, you're Steven. Yeah. You used your own name. I did. You outed yourself. <laughs> I did. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, some of my struggles are in that song, if you pay attention to the lyrics. Um, but it's like the opposite, where like, you know, I, I come from nothing and kind of foreshadowing the future of how I'm going to be on top. And like, you can, the whole point of the song is like, even if you have nothing, you can still change your fate and you can still flip your card, so to speak, and still get there. And just because you have everything now doesn't mean you're safe from falling either you know it's kind of like kind of just being aware of life and what you're doing that's kind of the general overall message absolutely man i now that you've explained it to me i've got a new appreciation for that track because now that i can see the contrast because you explained it from both sides how things can can flip at any moment yeah thank you right and especially like the first two stories it's if you you take it for granted or which we kind of narrowed it down to and then for your own personal story it's about kind of realizing where you've come from and then what you have to do to push forward. It's it's almost kind of a right on point for your rebranding that's happening now. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, is yeah. that is that intentional or is it kind of I wasn't intentional. I coincidence. just wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just kind of like, "Hey, yo, let me talk about my life, but I don't want to just talk about it like, you know, I just don't want to be like everyone else and just have a song about my life. I wanted to kind of you know, put a message or kind of like to put a spin on it, if that makes sense. Absolutely, man. And that's like, that's something that you typically see only in like really great artists or otherwise in like movies where the stories kind of beg for that to happen. You know what I mean? Or otherwise it won't be an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, and I'm really into storytelling. Um, my other song called No, uh, no More, it's a, like a fun party song, but that's another storytelling song. I have a lot. Um, so like, I'm in, I'm into stories. Like I like, telling people what's up but also have like you know regular shit too <laughs> absolutely but what is your writing process then damn okay see that's do you the same... storyboard it um 
Because I've heard of people doing that before. No, not necessarily, but kind of. Like, I have a concept in my brain. Uh, it's like, I'm going to do this. And then I'm like, okay, I could do this. So, for example, with Friends, I think I wrote my v- verse first, I think. And then after writing it, I was like, okay, well, what if I flip it and talk about someone else? Or oh, nice. Yeah, and yeah. I did one, and I'm like, fuck it. I'll just do three and make it a really long song. And I did Hell it. Yeah. <laughs> Because it adds to the weight of it. If I just did one verse, I don't feel like it would do it justice, you know? Yeah. And then you topped it off with the hook? Yeah. <laughs> topped it off with the hook. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great hook, too. It's super catchy. I can't pinpoint who you remind me of or if even there's a specific artist you remind me of, but it's very, like, I don't even know what to call it, like, almost tr- traditional hip-hop, in a sense. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, classic, traditional, like, almost OG, you know? Yeah, like like very very rem- reminiscent of actually maybe like let me ask you who who are your like inspirations in hip hop who did you like key into listen to who did you count as like almost like a hip hop mentor I guess oh that's that's a good question um, it's tough these days because the people we grew up with are so different now right yeah hmm. well I grew up on a lot like you know, <laughs> but probably like Eminem Fifty Cent um, that whole like shady g unit era yeah um that was kind of like a big inspiration the biggest thing about m and 50 was kind of like there i don't give a fuck attitude you know that's the kind of shit that i'm trying to portray in my music too it's kind of like being able to be yourself and not caring what people think that's absolutely so that's kind of what i'm about um when did you become like that was that a boundary that you had to like struggle through or was it did it happen organically did it happen young a bit of both. So being young, I would actually take a lot of shit. <laughs> but oh, yeah. um, getting older, especially when I found music, it was kind of like, it's my way to kind of come back and kind of be like, well, fuck everyone and everything. I'm going to just do me. And yeah. as I started doing that, I got more backlash. I got more people telling me I can't do it right. Shouldn't do it or blah, 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 blah. Which kind of feeds into that even more, which is like, well, since you said that, I'm going to do it anyways. And it's kind of like... Um, it's almost like rebelling. It's almost like rebelling. Yeah, and it's <laughs> kind of like taking like on some weird deep shit. It's like taking power back into my own hands and kind of like telling people what's up. So even when I perform, like if you notice, like sometimes I'm a little angry because it's like you know I'm just kind of letting off steam. You know, it's, absolutely. But to me, that's kind of why I have the fire behind me. So yeah, absolutely, it's the emotion that that and that aids that passion that you have for your craft. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, anyways, Raptor, we're running out of time here. Is there anything else that you want to say to anybody who's listening? Um, As yeah. a sign off, sign off. Uh, follow me on Instagram and everything. Stay tuned. Like a lot of good music's coming out. I've been working, even though I'm not putting that much out right now. Like I got a lot of shit coming out. Follow Resolve Media. He's an OG. He's really cool. Um, and yeah, come out, pull up to the show. That's what's up. Easy. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today, Raptor. I really appreciate this time that we spent together. I'm looking forward to hearing much, much more. Yeah, and thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. It was fun. It was down. Likewise, bro. All right, you take care, eh? Yeah, you too. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Re-Evolve Media Revolution podcast. We're going to listen to another track by Raptor. This one is titled Fall Down. Enjoy and take care. Dun, 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 dun. 
Man, I feel like I'm running a race. I'm the sun, but I slate. I wanna pick up the pace, but every time that I do, I stumble this plate. Face on the pavement, and I struggle the pain. I don't wanna be the guy that everybody waits for. I wanna be the motherfucker that everybody waits for. There's a difference. I wanna stay so important that you just gotta wait for. The MVP, I want people to envy me. Probably stemming from the deep belief I got as a preteen. Leave me out to eat at recess alone. Now we will see how I'll succeed. Defeat and put C4, I'm a TNT. Cause I'm a blow like any day. I'm spitting fire, so my wick is got its flame. I don't even know how many lay, but I got enough firepower to dry the rain. So many people are wanting me to fall down. I gotta keep climbing, though they say not now. Will I make it? Will I drop? Can I get to the very top? When I falter, will you watch or can I conquer all my faults? Will I make it? Will I drop? Can I get to the very top? When I falter, will you watch or can I conquer all my faults? Now I'm feeling like a clown, I'm always letting myself down Wrecking my expectations, I guess I just gotta let them out How can I go out the ground without setting a bar? When I feel I lose my crown and I feel like I'm in cold tar Cause fuck, I'm stuck how can I leave without a rock? It's a crumb of the mark when I try to get off And I fall with a slump cause I'm under a top of stress And I'm feeling weak, I'm looking for help and my people leave How can I believe I'm me when I perceive I'm the epitome of everything agreed you see? Guess I do believe these conspiracies I don't trust nobody, even that's on me, you see I'm on a mission to prove everybody wrong Y'all at myself, I can demolish every bar So many people are Wanting me to fall down I gotta keep climbing Though they say not now Will I make it? Will I drop? Can I get to the very top? When I falter, will you watch? Or can I conquer all my faults? Will I make it? Will I drop? Can I get to the very top? When I falter, will you watch? Or can I conquer all my faults? Everybody's telling me that I be like an enemy And wanna get the recipe to get people to better me But I feel like a villain whenever I try to let them see my true colors Am I awful? Full of art and I'm docile So nobody can topple My ego needs a hospital Stuck at stock and I wanna be optimal So how can I get past this? I'm slathered in molasses Can I smash through or do I have to act so fucking passive But I guess through trial and error I'll figure it out If I fail and fall I'll get back up to give him a shout